Federal inspectors general are finishing up the testing of their agency's compliance with the Data Act. It's one of three audits required under the 2014 law. But the Council of Inspectors General changed the audit methodology between the current exercise and the one they did two years ago. My next guest says that could lead to skewed results. We get more now from Project on Government Oversight Senior Analyst Sean Moulton. Sean, good to have you back. Thanks for having me. And you looked at the instructions that IGs were given on how to test whether their agencies are doing what they should do under the Data Act to report federal spending. And you found something that seems incredibly arcane in those instructions, but actually it could have big effects on the results of the audits. Tell us what you found. We looked at these same audits. We've been concerned about federal spending for a while. So we looked at the audits when they first came out in 2017 uh, and were excited. (laughs) Maybe some of the few people excited that new ones were coming out in 2019. And when I looked at them, I was rather shocked at the initial results I was seeing because the, the error rates they were finding were were so dramatically different and and, uh, so uh, improved. So I went and looked at the instructions and found uh, that they had changed how they were measuring the error rate uh, so that the numbers would, uh, even if you had the exact same number of errors from 2017, your number would be much lower. And And let's just back up for a moment. This is what IGs are looking at is whether agencies are putting their spending data in the proper formats with the proper tags such that it can be tracked as required by the Data Act. Correct. They measure three different characteristics of quality, timeliness, the accuracy, uh, and the completeness. And they're rather self-explanatory. Timeliness is if you got it, got all of your data in on time. Completeness, if, if you have blanks in the field, that's considered incomplete. But if you have the wrong information in there, then that's considered inaccurate. So the change in methodology then would make agencies with a given error rate look like they are doing better under the second round of audits than they were under the first audits? Correct. In the, in the first round of audits, what they did is they looked at uh, the, all the information in, a, in an individual transaction as a whole. And they said, if any piece of this record, uh, the the pieces that we're checking, if any of them are late, if any of them are incomplete, if any of them are uh, inaccurate, then the record is inaccurate or incomplete. Um, And so, uh, you know, if you had one error in your record, then the record was inaccurate. It was, you know, let's say a 1% because you had one record inaccurate. If you had two errors in there, it was still just the record was inaccurate. And so in some ways, it wasn't precise uh, because it, it basically discounted multiple errors in a single record. And so to try and solve that, that imprecision, they decided to start saying, well, we'll look at each piece of information inside the record, each field in the spreadsheet. And so you could have two errors or three errors or, or a dozen errors inside an individual record. But what that resulted in is instead of looking at, let's say, 100 records, now you were looking at more than 5,000 fields. And so that much larger universe wound up making it, you know, the the error rates are the errors over the number of of items you look at. And so if you grow that bottom number really big, your error rate's going to come out looking rather small. It would look exponentially smaller, in other words. Exactly, exactly. And we, we found some agencies that were very upfront about it. And they said, look, there was a change in methodology. You cannot compare our error rate this year with our error rate from two years ago. But other agencies weren't so uh, accurate about it. They, they really claimed 
a big reduction. And I would say that one, one agency, I would appreciate it because they actually reported both types of errors. And it really underscored what we're talking about. They, they were looking at the 2019 errors. And they said that let's, for example, this was a Department of Energy, and they said we have a 3% data element error rate. That's the, that's the new way of measuring it. Only 3%. That sounds pretty good. And they said, but 49% of our records that we looked at had an inaccuracy in them. So you're talking about a difference, the exact same number of errors, 3% to your number or 49% to your number. Got it. We're speaking with Sean Moulton, Senior Policy Analyst at the Project on Government Oversight. So maybe one of the sins here, then, is to report using the word record is referring to a different thing, then, in the 2017 audits versus the latest audits. Yes. And one of the problems, as I said, the new way they're doing it, you you certainly can look at it and say, statistically, it's more precise. But I think it ignores the fact that most people looking at this data that go and look up contracts or grants and are trying to find out information, they are concerned about the whole transaction. If, if there is an error or two errors in a record, then they start to mistrust that, that record. Um, and one of the things I compare this to is, a, say, a news story in a, in a paper. Um, and if, if the paper was full of stories and every story had an error, you would probably wouldn't think that paper was the one you should rely on. Uh, now, they might say, oh, but most of the words are correct. Um, <laughs> so we have a 1% error rate, but you would still look at that and say, this is not a very good paper. And I think the same is true here for this spending data. Um, I, I don't care if they get the amount wrong or who got it wrong or where it came from wrong. If they're getting something wrong in a record, then the, the record itself really can't be used. Sure. So to put it another way, they could say an agency could have a thousand errors in one record, but that's the only record that has an error or they could have one error in 1,000 records, then that would be a much more widespread problem because even one error in a, in a total spending record renders it not usable. Correct. And so hopefully they, they've got another audit due under the Data Act in um, 2021, at the end of 2021. And what I'm hoping is they'll, uh, they'll do both because I think that will allow us to really compare uh, the progress that agencies have made all the way from 2017, uh, but also the, the more precise measure from, uh, from the 2019 ones they put out at the end of last year. Well, let me just ask you this, using the analogy of the newspaper that might have something wrong in every story, is there a qualitative difference between errors that can happen among the different data elements within a record? In other words, if newspaper has a typographical error, they spell the word the wrong because everyone types T-E-H half the time instead of T-H-E. I know I do and somebody misses that. That's different than saying Hillary Clinton won the election. That would be a bigger yes. error. And one of the things, these, these transactions actually have more than 100 fields, and the audit doesn't even look at all 100. They look at a, about 57 uh, in total that they have uh, normalized under the Data Act. They're, they're standard definitions. They're considered more important fields. And so right away we're looking at, in the record, the audit itself is trying to focus in on the more important fields and then, even more precisely, uh, in, in 2019, the audits looked at errors that affected the amounts. Uh, and so they recognized that if we're getting the amounts wrong, that's even worse. That's the Hillary Clinton example you just gave. Uh, and so uh, they were reporting in their audits how many of these errors really affected the amounts and how much 
off were they? You know, they were actually giving numerical amounts of, of how many dollars they misreported, uh, which I thought was a good improvement uh, from 2017 to 2019 to give that level of context for these errors. So basically, then, if you're going to look at spending transparency, you have to look at the transparency of the transparency. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it starts to get a, a little meta, but it, it is an important factor is, you know, how are we measuring uh, our improvements in these areas and our accuracy and our transparency? Uh, and, and that's why, you know, you really have to step back and look at, you know, uh, what are we measuring? How are we measuring it? Are we being consistent year to year? Sean Moulton is Senior Policy Analyst at the Project on Government Oversight. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post this interview along with a link to his article describing all of this at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and... Well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com.